May the words of my mouth and meditations of all our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. In many ways, this is a very easy gospel to preach on because we've been told what it's about and we've also been given its conclusion. And what people say about a parable is you shouldn't really try and um, find lots and lots of meaning in it. It has one meaning, it has one thing to, to say. So let's remind ourselves very briefly how Luke understands the telling of this gospel parable. Jesus tells this parable to some who trusted in themselves that they were righteous and regarded others with contempt. And then the conclusion is, basically, all who exalt themselves will be humbled, but all who humble themselves will be exalted. And in order to make that first point, that there are people who regard themselves as righteous and hold others in contempt, he tells the parable of the Pharisee and the tax collector. Last week we heard a parable as well. I hope you remember. It was the parable of the persistent widow, the one who's kind of knocking on God's door to talk about not losing heart and praying always. And I hope uh, you didn't lose heart this week. Um, you might have lost heart, but I hope you didn't and that you were able to continue faithful in your prayer life. Because, as we say, our help is in the name of the Lord, and it is with the Lord that we want to navigate the present difficulties that are facing all of us, and some people have also very big things that they have to face themselves in their lives. So I've been thinking a little bit about the parable and have discovered a few things that are worth pondering, I would say, because we were talking about prayer last week, and one of the things that Adam had worked out and had commended to us once again, something that we know, that we should always give thanks. Thanks for God's rich blessing. Thank you just that we have a life and that we are made in the image of God, and in our case, that we can know Jesus Christ and the working of his Holy Spirit, to give thanks. And in that sense, the Pharisee starts in a good way, doesn't he? According to the parable, he gives thanks. He gives thanks that he's not a rogue. He gives thanks that he's not an adulterer. He gives thanks that he's not a thief, like other people. But those are laudable things, not to be a rogue, to be dishonest. It is laudable not to be a thief, unless you're Robin Hood. It's honorable to be faithful to your spouse, upholding thereby the vow that you've made before God, trusting in the grace that he will supply and enable you to be faithful. But marriage is not just about a couple or even a family. It's about being faithful in the relationship, 
pointing thereby to God's faithfulness to us. God is faithful to us, and we seek to live that in marriage by being faithful to those we have committed ourselves to before God. And then also, in another way, this Pharisee is laudable. He gives a tenth of all he possesses. Not like the Church of England recommends that you give 5% of your disposable income. No, he gives 10% of all his riches. So he's giving more than is required by the law. And we hear that he fasts twice a week. And indeed, that's something that we've carried forward in the Church of England. You can and are commanded to fast on Wednesdays and Fridays regularly. And for a number of years, I've been contemplating the wisdom of this fasting. And if you read all the guides and the recommendations, this kind of fasting is actually what is often recommended. You can have a good meal, but make sure the next day your intake is like fasting. I am not quite there yet, but this Pharisee in that respect was. So laudable. And if we look at his ordering of his life, this is something that we're all striving to do in some way or other, to order our lives in a good way for our health, for our well-being, for our relationships, for the good of the world even, so that there isn't just anarchy and chaos. And something that we say, and I have it from our former bishop, love needs to be ordered. Our love of God needs to be ordered. We need to put it into a good shape and vessel so that we have stability in ourselves and we can be stable people for others. And parents, of course, are called to be that, but every individual is called to be stable for the sake of others. So there's much to commend in the Pharisee, but of course, he doesn't get it quite right. He doesn't see his need of God. It's what he's doing rather than seeing his need of God. And so we quickly switch to the other side of the coin, and that's the tax collector, somebody not particularly respected, somebody who's colluding with the powers that be. Sometimes we collude with the powers that be. It's more crass, of course, in the Soviet Union. Uh, I think they call it Russia now. Um, <laughs> um, where you have to find a way of living in a society where you are in danger of your life if you speak out and stand up. And how you maneuver that is not easy. Tax collector, somebody who was in cahoots with the occupying forces of the time. But he comes into the temple. That's where this parable takes place. And... He comes before God in that humility, recognizing his need of God, and he comes as one who knows his sin and knows that 
in the temple and before God, he will find mercy. And today, at our 1030 service, which is a beautiful coincidence, Clementine is going to be baptized. Clemency, Clementine, has the same root. God is merciful, and we can come to God in our brokenness and our sinfulness and know God to be merciful as the people of Israel knew God. They always knew God to be merciful, the one that you could turn to and receive forgiveness. So both of these characters are, in a way, people, even the Pharisee want to say, laudable. Laudable because he gives thanks. He's trying to seek to order his life, as you and I are always trying to do. And the person who recognizes their need and where the tax collector I mean, the Pharisee falls short, is that he has forgotten his need of God. Even though he's made some progress, he shouldn't be comparing himself to others. He should be looking inwards and understanding his need for continued growth in his relationship with God. I'm reminded, thinking of this parable, what, O Lord, are you mindful of us? You have created all things. And so we come with humility before God. We recognize our need of God. We ask God for his grace that we may order our lives in a good way, that we will be a blessing to others, as God is always a blessing to us as we seek to be faithful, recognizing the love of God, God's mercy, and our need of God at all time. Amen.